great podcast comes great responsibility. It's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast by me, Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. Shaking it up a little bit here to tell you about this, which is a podcast about uh, sequential art, line drawings on paper, and other things. Graphic novels and comic books, yes. Just say it. It's not a dirty word. Comic book. Boy. It's the N-word now. Manga. <laughs> manga. <laughs> manga. They were exotic. It's manga. It's and, and to a much lesser extent, manga. Oh. oh. I wish and I... to a much lesser extent, Blondie. I wish I read more manga. Yeah, I read more manga than Blondie. Or I Beetle Bailey. I say the same. <laughs> or Beetle Bailey. I won't have more Walker Sass up in here. Did you... Um, man... You know, I would just, I, this takes me back. Mm-hmm. I had a book I got like at a, mm-hmm. it was like the free book pile, just take them kind of thing at some place. And I found one that was about comic strips. So I got it and it was like Mort Walker's like how I drew stuff kind of diary. And Tons it was, of circles. It was so, well, it was so weird. He had this bit about like risque things he tried to put in mm. his books. Like he, uh, It was the first comic strip I heard say that like the old sergeant said, screw that. <laughs> and I, in, in the in the 90s and i was like whoa mm-hmm. and he and he also had like joke there was one there was one that he said he cut for sensitivity which was it there is a soul brother in the in the platoon oh, and beetle yeah. bailey if you remember him and uh and that was his thing and and he said that he was gonna have just one strip where the joke was that a bullet would fly through his afro <laughs> wow and uh but he said like then I found out that it would be disrespectful in their community to to, to destroy the to you know dis, destroy this guy's afro. So I decided not to do it. I was like, well, that's that's interesting. Yeah. The Beetle Bailey guy was sensitive to that kind of topic back then. Maybe you should have sent a letter to Final Fantasy Thirteen that constantly uses mm-hmm. the afro. Well, he all. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, who doesn't love his ass? He also has ah. a. Uh, There's another great. Actually, like the what. I always had more uh, respect for Mark Walker for just this one really great gag where it was the Sarge was taking Beetle Bailey and friends mm-hmm. out on uh, you know a, a mission with guns, they had their guns, and then a guy like pointed his machine gun at a deer and he was like about to hunt using using army weapons, mm-hmm. and then the Sarge goes like, "Hey, stop that! That's not for hunting. That's for people." <laughs> Nice. I, thought, yeah, I don't I have the, I don't have the sound effects on the board. Also, he wasn't allowed to use draw belly buttons. Like he was right. told, no belly button drawings if you were on on women. Like it's you just can't draw it. That it was too sexy. Ooh. And well, this was back in the time when he couldn't have like show the belly button on uh, the I Dream of Genie. Mm-hmm. Like, and so they would always I'm, like. I'm imagining all those fifties tights that come up over the belly belly button. <laughs> So he said they they had to literally cut out the belly button from his drawings, like when they would when they would send it to the the printers or whatever. And so he said one time he drew a navel in like he had the mom in High and Lois Mm -hmm. wearing a bikini, and you could see her navel, and then. She was carrying a box of navel oranges, and it was like if you're going to cut out all these navels, you got a lot of work out of you, and then they just let it go. Wow. So yeah, Mort Walker. Huh? That's it. Long dead. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait, isn't he? I don't know. I think so. His, his son was... His son is... His I mean, I'm sure drawing. he's given up drawing it, but he might not be dead. That shit has been around for a long time. I know. I don't I know. know why I loved High and Lois so much. She's, uh, I mean, Lois was... She's sexy. I can see why. Well, speak it. We should tell folks this is a bit of a short show this week. 
Yeah, yeah. Namely, GDC is occurring all around us right mm-hmm. now in San Francisco. Yep. It is also my birthday. What? That's right. I'm gonna yeah. Happy, happy birthday. Putting in my favorite Disney happy birthday song here. Uh, uh, but yeah. more, more to the, like my family sent me a present. What? I, uh, well, it's not a, it's not outlandish. <laughs> I don't have to get radio jockey on me. Like that's what's expected. But that's over. It was, more, it was more shocking that like my dad got it. He like made sure it got to me on my birthday. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and he says, we won this in a silent auction and figured you would appreciate it. And it was like an original drawing and storyboard. I be- um, I don't even know what to call it. From the Pink Panther, I believe the Gold Key comics. Oh, wow. From the 1970s. And he's like, we know you're a big Pink Panther fan. I'm like, I don't know where you got that idea, but that's okay. I guess I do. I do own a Pink Panther animation cell because I am a fan of collecting mm-hmm. animation cells that are affordable. Yes. Nobody... Ooh, is that $30 with an original background? I'll take it. You can't get one of the Simpsons, but you could get one of the real Ghostbusters. Yes, I do. I, I okay. have a, an original hand-painted background from the real Ghostbusters that I pasted my Plucky Duck Tiny Toons animation cell onto. <laughs> These, You'll never notice. You see those guys selling the, the, the cells at Comic-Cons. Like, they must just buy them by the dumpster full from just like They're pro- Film Roman or whatever. It does suck. They're kind of worthless. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there's just so many of them. Especially, especially television animation. Mm-hmm. Because that was like a production cycle. And anybody involved, like there are certain things from jobs I've worked on, I never want to see an element of that again. <laughs> I cannot romanticize it. And it's not in the abundance of hundreds of thousands. <laughs> yeah, Get it away from me. I don't need any of this. It's weird to think about, but I love animation cells. They're props. They're memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Um, you own one twenty-fourth of a second right. of a cartoon. It's really love. cool to think yeah. about. Uh, it, I love buying those things, but yeah, they got they got that for me, and uh, yeah, I made me look into like the Gold Key comics, mm-hmm. and, and more interestingly, it was like the horrific, I because I, I think it's I'm I'm almost positive it's comics, uh, but it's the horrific process of analog layout. Oh yeah, that existed. It was like a sketch, and then a line sketch, mm-hmm. and then a photocopy pasted into a panel. Over another sketch to see how it'll look once it's scanned in. Like it wasn't even. It, I think it is the hand drawn final thing mm-hmm. that goes to the printing press. Well, the embellisher draws over that. Yeah, and it, then the letterer glues letters onto a page. But it's 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 one. It's two panels, I guess technically one panel, and then one one inside the panel, and mm-hmm. uh, it's like sixteen p. It's like five pieces for mm-hmm. one to, just to do that. Yeah. Under that production cycle, yeah. the nineteen seventies. It's 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 impressive. One of my favorite. Then you got to get Kiss's blood into the ink. <laughs> Did every comic do that? I, I think every single comic yeah, in the seventies. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, Stanley things I've seen in the recent years. One of the more human moments I've seen of him. Mm-hmm. It was on one of those like, look at this crazy collectible show, mm-hmm. and it was like it was at this comic convention. They were able to just grab Stanley for the show mm-hmm. and. And the, you know the nice old man just kind of totters in, and they're like, "Look at this! This we this collector has has an entire issue's worth of the original art from Jack Kirby's wow. issue, like forty seven or whatever wow. of Fantastic Four." Wow. And and they said, "Like Stan, we see a bunch of notes in here, and we're wondering whose notes are these? Like, were these yours?" And and then Stan just going over him is like, "Good, they're mine." <laughs> Oh, I, I remember writing this to Jack. I thought he needed to redo that face. 
and he, I told him to do it. That's my note there. Oh uh, no, that's from Art. That's from, and it was just so. Wow. It was just so funny to see like the. That you never see the the actual like gears turning yeah. of those old of those old times, and you just... they're probably semi non existent gears nowadays. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Well, it's just it's in an email, like it's just in the it's, long it's string an of email. Emails, but yeah. yeah, the idea that like this this artifact is passed around to like mm-hmm. all these different people. Yeah, that this so original cool. piece of art also just has Stan just wrote on it like, "Hey, draw yeah. that better. <laughs> these lips ain't right." You see, it is Jack. It's gonna be worth nothing <laughs> on the thing that will become eBay eventually. <laughs> Uh man. Oh, so what have you been reading? Um, I went to my local comic store, as I want to do when I'm in the area, mm-hmm. and I picked up uh, Avengers AI, which I haven't cracked did yet. Did you get a haircut? No, I, did, I didn't. Uh, okay. It's a, a weird weekend involving like uh, an entire, like just somebody's wedding plans took up my entire weekend, and I don't, I don't say that like it's a bad thing. It was uh-huh. basically like free food and booze the whole weekend. All right. Uh, and, and then I was just in the area. I'm like, I'm going to go buy this local comic shop. And just on a whim, I was going to pick up the Grant Morrison, Batman and Robin. Uh-huh. Like, like, just where that all started. Batman and Son. Soon yeah. to be a Disney original. Well, I, I, I think it was in a collection called Batman and Robin. Well, yeah, the Batman and Robin books start mm-hmm. there with Batman and Robin. But that's really like halfway through Grant Morrison's Batman. But he was doing epic. like a bunch of different Batmans, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the International Society of Batman. So I think well, that's is, Batman this, Incorporated. This is one collection that's kind of focusing on the start and proliferation of Damian Wayne. Right. Like, I'm, I'd be interested to check that out. And then right next to it, I, I rarely ever do this a recommendation from the store owner. Actually, you know, it's always good to do that. If someone yeah. in the store gives a shit enough to recommend, like, write a recommendation under something, mm-hmm. check this out Batman Year 100. Oh, I've heard that. Which I have not read that. Which seems stupid. The art looks weird, <laughs> but it turns out it's fucking awesome. Uh, I'm really, really, really enjoying it, and I'm barely, I've barely cracked it. So it's Batman like almost 2,000 years ago? It's Batman, Batman Year 100, 100 years from, I want to say, when Batman was created. Oh, okay. And they seem to acknowledge the, the former existence of a myth or a legend hmm. or an urban legend of something called Batman, but... The interesting part I thought, what I thought was really interesting about it is just like, what defi- what defines Batman as a superhero mm-hmm. today? He's a detective, but he is what technologically savvy. Yeah, he's got all these gadgets to plan ahead. So it's the future, and like the fucking dogs have retinal eye cameras, and like the White House bosses can be in a cop's like helmet cam in like two seconds to like to, so like the executive of the whole company can be on the literally on the front lines yelling into a soldier's ear seeing what he's seeing mm-hmm. at the exact same time and it's not so much that batman is technologically savvy it's that everyone else is to such an extent they don't expect oh, anything that batman does because they've done nothing but take all this impressive technology for granted hmm. so like the simple act of um darkness huh. or like yeah, or just like or disappearing, and it's basically him getting the Batman getting the shit kicked out of himself uh, <laughs> by all these soldiers. But he managed to to get them to disappear because they're all so reliant on the technology that today he's completely reliant on. Huh. So I, I I I really want to see where it's going, but I, I yeah, it's def- definitely an uh, else world comic because mm. you know you got Commissioner Gordon in there and uh, shit, who is Robin is there, but is. Like an assistant to Batman. Mm. Get there, grab this data, meet me there. He doesn't get in costume. 
Um, yeah. That sounds neat. It, it, is, it is neat, and the art is great. The art is fantastic. So, Batman Year 100, my recommendation. That's cool. Uh, you know, I... Uh, you know, we talked about webcomics last week. Mm-hmm. There was one I wanted to mention that... Uh, it is a slightly pervy webcomic, I have to say, though I like it for the character mm-hmm. involvement in it, honestly. But it's like, and it's also a very sex positive and queer positive, mm-hmm. or however you put it, uh, comic. But it's called Menage a Three. Oh. Uh, but it's, uh, and it's more about sexual hijinks than people having sex. It's, but what I what I I think it's it's cute and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it what I like is that it it's like a combination of Archie meets Rumiko Takahashi, aka the creator of Rama One Half and Yurisai huh. and it's like it has such a cool like manga style to it. And what's and it called? Menage A Three. A Menage A Three. Mm-hmm. The Seinfeld number three. <laughs> nah, I think it's just that. The the three main characters in it would all be happiest if they would just all fuck, but mm-hmm. it's all about their relationship, things that get in the way and prevent them from having sex. And it's them all just dealing with their main relationships all along the whole Kinsey scale of one <laughs> to six of either being very gay, kind of gay, bisexual, mostly straight, super straight. Oh, that, as, as far as sexuality goes, that like patient zero in Kinsey who just does everything all the time uh, like that's kind of all I've ever wanted to be you want it yeah for some reason I thought that was there was a time where I thought like oh if somebody is like exactly like 50-50 bisexual or yeah. oh, like fuck anything they must be really smart to get their mind above that like Nah, more likely they're just like an animal that just fucks anything. Yeah, but you know I, I, maybe it's just me being a man it, those thoughts come to you quite frequently and if mm-hmm. I'm not even saying undiscerning about where I put it, but so open to everything and found pleasure in like, I can orgasm just by eating someone else's ass. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I, I would love to be that person. Mm-hmm. Did I stray too far from the This really comics? went kind of far. My yeah. bad, my bad. Well, anyway, the, the, the point I wanted to say about <laughs> Menage 3 that I liked uh, was that, um, or what I thought was funny was it was a comic I kind of liked, and then I, I like it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but then... The the uh, the the woman who draws it, I believe it's a woman that draws it. Mm-hmm. She then did. She does a lot of web comics, and she's very good for a web comic artist. And she's actually now drawing like real Archie comics. Oh really? And it's so crazy to me that like Archie doesn't like she draws dirtier stuff than this. Like this, mm-hmm. like she has some like actual porn out there, mm-hmm. which it was cool to see. They have a link to on her. I, I found her stuff. Or more adult stuff through a link on the Menage Three page, mm-hmm. and at least conceptually, it was cool to me that it was comics by women for women, mm-hmm. sex comics by women for women. That some were gay, some were not, but they were meant to appeal to women from a woman's perspective. But anyway, that Archie comics would just hire like I feel like even like ten years ago they'd be like, "You draw porn, yeah. you can't draw you, Archie." You, you, you published a, a nipple. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you cannot draw. We, How dare you draw? We cannot of have that kind of filth <laughs> in the Archie offices. Yeah, that uh, that she yeah that and the the issue I read of hers was she just did the Archie didn't write it, but it was the Occupy Riverdale epi- issue. Wow, where you know Archie has got to stay current, and so dude, I guarantee that 
that issue has nothing to say on the topic. Well, it was interesting that Archie was completely in the middle. He was like, <laughs> hey, I hear you guys, but maybe authority has something to say, That's but right. maybe they don't. People and... have a right to want to be rich. Yeah, <laughs> he was just all over the place on it, really. Just to, because he had, Archie's the every teen. That's his mm-hmm. thing. Also, uh, I didn't read this, but I watched that fucking it. fucking asshole said have the options that he has. Uh, that weirdo, breadbasket, ginger-headed douchebag <laughs> should have the choice between, in my opinion, this is going to hurt some feelings out there, the two hottest women in comics. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Who are you more of a fan? Where Betty. do you go? Yeah, I'm Betty too. Veronica's just Veronica's a stuck a bitch. up man. Yeah, and, and and Betty's a blonde. It's like not even. It's no contest. But well, Veronica's Betty's still like a, hot. My problem with Betty is she's a doormat. Like really, like I actually Isn't that prefer. Sexy? <laughs> I prefer more of the raven-haired uh, girls to the to the blonde girls. Anyway, like oh. I. Well, I like that Veronica's kind of mean. I would figure like you'd like Lucy, like if Van Pelt. <laughs> the, I think you'd like a raven hair. Did you see the, the, the Peanuts trailer? T- t- yeah. I didn't hate it. It looked okay. I but... was going to say, I hate using the term feels, but them old feels hit me very... And I didn't know if that mm-hmm. had more to do with like, well, that sounds like Bill Melendez is the uh-huh. voice of Snoopy. And the song, the old the song goes really far with me. They have, yeah, Linus and Lucy is a great mm-hmm. song. I didn't like the parody so at the start because that was just not a peanut style joke. They would not have had no. a parody of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Chult, I feel like Schultz would have never written that. Would have written a parody. But he wouldn't have written a parody. Mm-hmm. He just wouldn't. But, uh, but I did like. But then again, like if you look back at what Schultz did with animation, sometimes I remember as a kid being very confused by. Do you remember on the the uh, Easter Peanut special where, uh, like Snoopy looks into like this viewfinder like mm-hmm. kaleidoscope thing, and then there's just like a four minute like no dialogue instrumental just Snoopy yeah. dancing with rabbit stuff, and it bored me as a kid. Yeah, but that's that's oh, that's kind of the cliche thing in every episode that's not the christmas episode uh-huh. is the second act is a snoopy hallucination yeah that it was them indulging in yeah. in this all artistic stuff because but... he's a dog with no job who doesn't speak <laughs> yeah he actually has nothing to do my least favorite peanuts cartoons is mm-hmm. when he started you started hearing snoopy talk like i feel snoopy oh, did happen. they did voiceover for it like well his thoughts I, I'd rather hear, yeah, if, when you hear Snoopy actually think out loud, which he does do in the comics, like it's true yeah. to the comics, but hearing Snoopy's voice yeah. say, like, oh boy, I can't wait to do this, like, what? No, like, like he should just go. Want to nerdily point out to people, it's the Peanuts movie. I'm like, it's the. How. What iteration movie do you think this is of the Peanuts? Because the Peanuts have had, had a lot of movies. They have. But people don't remember them. Like an entire generation grew up watching it only think, on TV. Yeah, Nick Nickelodeon would play Bon Voyage Charlie Brown or the, the what's the rap? That was one? a depressed oh yeah, like uh Welcome to Camp Charlie yeah, Brown. See, or, I, that's I, not the name of it. I'm not saying they're forgettable, but like here we <laughs> no, are. No, I remember that one. But it is the it they is the mean kids from the other side of camp. It's technically the fifth Peanuts movie. Mm-hmm. But oh, it, yeah. it, and what the only thing that sort of irritates me is that they're using the word peanuts. Mm-hmm. Which is he hates the term peanut. Well, he hated, hated the term. Like I hate it in like n- the movies, like Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Kids don't know. Pe- yeah, they know. They know Snoopy first, yeah. and then Charlie Brown. Yeah, and I, yeah, I just thought that was weird. I was looking. I was actually looking at pictures at work from the um, Osaka Japan uh, Universal Japan Universal mm-hmm. Studios Japan. Um, man, that place looks cool. By the way, holy mm-hmm. shit! 
all the good rides that I love that are gone, Back to the Future, <laughs> they Terminator. Yeah, they, of course they do. Of course. Of course they do. And they also don't have the weird licensing deal issues that the rest... So it's like Marvel, <laughs> Snoopy, Sesame Street, Monster Hunter, the, Monster Hunter, a video game. Wow. And then across the street, Jurassic Park. Uh, I like that. thought that was beautiful, but then I, I was I meant to look into like, well, what do they call... Snoopy. I bet you they just call it Snoopy in Japan. I think so. Yeah. He's huge there. No, he is. I was when I first went there. I was shocked to see it. Like toy stores, they had whole Snoopy yeah. sections, which had to be the biggest section of stuff for a Western property that I saw at any mm-hmm. at any store. And if you've seen that yellow shirt I have, it's fucking Spike. It's Snoopy's <laughs> Snoopy's yeah, mustachioed cousin that nobody here, nobody mm-hmm. in this country remembers. But uh, the Shibuya shop across the street from the Shibuya station, mm-hmm. Spike merchandise. Yeah, that is great. Well, I knew Spike because Spike was my mom's favorite of the uh, of the it's pretty cool. Of, uh, Snoopy. Is that Snoopy Come Home? Snoopy I think that's Come a, Home. Come Snoop. Home. Come Home. And then that, I, it's so depressing in that one when Linus goes like, you didn't know him first. It was somebody else's dog. Like, ouch. Man. Ooh. Does right, Charlie have to lose everything? Yes. Yeah, he does. All right, when we come back, I want to talk quickly about the Marvel movie news that people were talking up, and then your answers to last week's question of the week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the break for this week's episode, a shortened one, but I'm going to go through the whole break spiel, don't you worry. I just want to thank all you guys for listening again. Really, really, I, I appreciate all you all you gentle listeners out there. But if you'd like to show your appreciation more than just by listening, go to LazerTimePodcast.com and you can help out in a ton of ways. On LazerTimePodcast.com, you see a link to PayPal. You can just give money directly there. It really helps us out. We really appreciate whatever you can share. Or you can buy a LazerTime t-shirt. There's a t-shirt store right beneath the a PayPal link on the left side. Or on the right side, there's links to a bunch of stuff on Amazon. Amazon. You could buy what we're suggesting off Amazon, or if you click on that link, you can buy anything through there. What did I buy recently? Socks and underpants. That's what I bought. I needed some more, and I bought them through Amazon, through LazerTimePodcast.com, and I even supported it a little bit myself. So, you know, you can do the same deal. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, be sure to be a subscriber. Be sure to uh, review it and rate it. Uh, New reviews always help. If you haven't done it yet, please do. And lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. You know what? I hate to double down on it, but I really love it so much that I'm going to just remind you again, guys. Dan Slott's She-Hulk Collection, the Ultimate Collection Volume 1, is so goddamn good. I was just rereading the rest of it. It is so funny and just so... Interesting, uh, like the dissection of the character that is She-Hulk, and is is just so interesting. Like she is so much more than just the sexy green lady. Like she, they they go so in de- in depth with her, and her life as Jen Walters, and her being a lawyer, all that stuff. And it's, and it and it explores all these funny legal matters of the comic book world. I really love it. So buy that through a link on this week's episode page on LazerTimePodcast.com. Now back to the rest of the show.
everybody. We're back. Thanks for listening again. Wait, this isn't the break. I already said that part. But I did want to say, uh, to, I, was, I was at GDC and there have been, I, I've run into several people uh, who were fans and, and expressed their approval. I think it's really cool that in the world of game making, which which I, you know, I work in that too, but I don't make games. I just write about them. GDC has become the most fascinating conference for me. Yeah, well, it's also just so cool sure. to have, like, it's a party. Well, not a party, but it is like it's a party. Together. All these people come to our backyard. I'm less interested. I still love talking about games. I'm less interested in talking about games I don't love. Mm-hmm. So writing a negative review has doesn't appeal to me at all. You just want to like things. Well, I, I, I'm fascinated by why we like things and the mm-hmm. people who actually construct things that we like. That That's the process that's super... Fa- and that's what GDC is. Mm-hmm. is like, why... It's, it's the thesis for every panel. Yeah, I Why love do people like stuff. I love postmortems on yeah. games. Like they're so they're so fun. But anyway, this isn't a video game podcast. So <laughs> I just want to mention that. Uh, what this is is a comic book podcast, and where we talk about movie news. It's the movie news segment. It's <laughs> uh, bizarre, though. Well, so here's here's what's interesting in the movie news right now. Mm-hmm. So the Captain America Winter Soldier is. Way sooner than 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 he, I thought. Like it's the first week of April. Like, yeah, it's next two weeks away. It's, it's post Muppets. Yeah. Oh, post Muppets. I'm so. Yeah. I might see that. What? Theaters, maybe. Hey, I, I'm not feeling the, the same excitement as I felt for the first Muppets. And that's how everybody felt with Caper, and then you got Manhattan after that, <laughs> and Christmas. Caper. I preferred Caper to Manhattan. You're wrong. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, saying goodbye is 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 the is a way better song than anything in Caper. Goodbye. God. Saying goodbye. <laughs> Why is it sad? All right, uh, but anyway, Winter Soldier's coming, and Ugh. first off, that I just you know they had a premiere of it. They've shown it to some people, and they told people you could like tweet that you liked it and make mm-hmm. general statements. And like, there was so much positivity for it. Like, yeah. I think it, I, I think it could be a really good movie. I'm really hyped for it. All this early positivity from like folks like Pat Oswalt, mm-hmm. I believe I I saw saw it, and That's another. All I need comic book professionals mm. it was really cool to see and then on top of that like hearing that it's basically like avengers 1.5 like it is cap is the main character but cap if you want to say anyone was the main character of mm. avengers I, it was cap like he was central to it like they definitely deal with him getting used yeah. to the world like it was him growing as a character a bit it's weird but then he didn't have a an end no no Hulk, Hulk went through more of a transformation than a little him, bit. It's true, but literally. But it looks like that's what they're setting up with the art that was released. Which, fuck, I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because we had to make it work last year. Um, and then I forgot they were going to run that special. Mm-hmm. And they ran not only, I don't know if they ran footage. I finally saw the Ant-Man footage. Yeah, they had the teaser footage for Ant-Man. It was finally, it, was they it in there? To the, to the world. They did? Yeah. I don't know. It looks co- right. Uh, my coworker Chris, uh, thank you, buddy. He fi- he found like a cam of the original, mm-hmm. so I've, I have I haven't seen that and wanted to for two years. But then the art re- released from the special was crazy. Yeah, it was it was it was nuts that they showed all that art off to be like, here's what Scarlet Witch look like. Yes, yeah, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, and immediately I got depressed because it's like fuck. Marvel has done all this work unifying their cinematic universes, and this does nothing but drive home the point there are multiple cinematic universes <laughs> out there. Now that there's uh-huh. a, that, I, and I, that's I was introduced to those Empire uh, X Men Days of Future past covers by my friend Ben Silverman mm-hmm. on Twitter with all caps written 
ha 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 Quicksilver. <laughs> that cover looks stupid. It looks awful. And he looks better in another shot, but not less like a Jet Set Radio character. Yeah, and, he, he looks so dumb. I, well, meanwhile, that drawing of Quicksilver, who knows how to look in, in a lot but, of well, humans. It's, it's more consistent with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Which is more consistent with the Ultimate Universe. The more normal, natural, mm-hmm. less desperate, cleavage outfits you'd yeah. see in female characters. Mm-hmm. Um, they look functional. Like, yeah, they his do. looks functional and not... It, functional instead of like overly accessorized. It looked like there's nobody who wants Scarlet Witch in the Avengers movie more than me, and it looked mm-hmm. like I'd rather see God. The, like she can't wear any of her normal outfits. I know it's just, it's, it's just got to be a red jacket and gloves yes. and a white shirt. Like, she cannot wear a cape. She mm-hmm. cannot have that face oh, that frame thing. Yeah, whatever that is. I I love how stupid those things are, but they yeah. are dumb. Like you can't. The, the only person who gets away with having, like, a full-on costume costume in, in the Marvel Universe, movie universe, mm-hmm. gets to be Cap. And they have mm-hmm. to make, they have to have dialogue about that yeah. to say, like, oh, yeah, this does look gaudy. But it's supposed to. Like, <laughs> and even then, if you look at those, the mm-hmm. like, the promotional images for Cap mm-hmm. uh, for Winter Soldier, like, very, like, he's got his mask off in a lot of them. Yeah. His costume is way more yeah, toned they, down. Do like, you see that they released, released an IMAX poster? And it looks like a Mondo poster. It's really oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's great. But 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 it, it, it is the first poster. Well, no, I, is his mask always off in the posters? I haven't, No, not really. But I mean, it's, it's his definitely mask, off in that I think poster. his mask was off in the original poster, I which was just called be. The First Avenger mm-hmm. Outside of America, to, so people wouldn't. Some people in foreign countries, if they if America is in the name of the movie, I guess they're afraid they won't watch it. But uh, yeah, if it's just called Captain America, they feel like it'll send the wrong message outside of the U.S. Thank God! Like I don't think you could have convinced anybody twenty, thirty years ago that Captain America would be a relatable, popular yeah. member of the Avengers. I love I you know I keep thinking back to that first movie, the first mm-hmm. Cap movie. I think it is slightly underrated just mm-hmm. because. Like, it establishes Steve Rogers so well. Mm-hmm. And the world it creates, and also, like, the story that he was not a soldier, that he was a gimmick. Yeah. It's like, and then they even have him punching Hitler because that's, he does that in his stage show. Yeah. And then, then he has to earn the respect of fellow soldiers, and then he becomes, like, a special agent among the soldiers. Like, that's a cool journey for his character to go on and to yeah. him earn respect and stuff. The And just that, like, Steve is always a a great guy mm-hmm. before he get. He's just a pipsqueak, but he doesn't let that affect him. And I, did, I did go back and rewatch it again and, and enjoyed it a lot more. It's a great character thing, but the action just doesn't pay off, man. Mm. It just doesn't. Like it's it's not as good. They didn't get a good action director, and so I'm really hoping that the Russo brothers, the Community guys, will be those action directors. If these are the guys that, with the <laughs> terrible budget that Community had, yeah, could right, make right. a legit action movie out of the paintball episodes they directed, yeah, that's uh, I have faith in them. Oh, lava world. Uh, anyway. <laughs> also, did you know that Chris Evans is only down for two more yep. movies? Yeah, everybody is signed up for their own trilogy, mm-hmm. essentially. And Avengers. their own trilogy plus Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and though, so so this has led some people to they've found out that the individual who plays Bucky, I believe his name Sebastian mm-hmm. something, that that he's got a nine movie deal. So they're Jesus. wondering if he will. They'll actually oh do the replacement God. Cap story. No. Will they really? In there. 
Well, and then I was talking with Brett, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Evans will come back. He says he said he said recently he will retire from acting. He wants fulfill, to be a director once fulfill, once he fulfills his Captain America contract, or not retire, yeah. but take a break. But he's oh, but he's such an handsome man. He belongs in front of the camera. But he's good. Like I love his role in Scott Pilgrim. Like mm-hmm. that, that. Like oh, you're a self aware so and yeah. really funny. He looks like he shouldn't be funny, and it's also I I have. And he's Sometimes a, I hate funny, handsome people because I'm like, you don't deserve to be funny. A little bit. You're, you should be but ugly it, and have a personality. I, if, if anything, that's the way Hollywood feels. Because outside of the Marvel movies, what have you ever seen with Chris Evans that's awesome? I, yeah. Well, I know... I bet he was in a movie that wasn't bad with, with uh, about I mean, ex-boyfriends with um, <laughs> Anna Ferris in it. <laughs> No, she's in her forties now. So I know well, he shows. I know he shows his butt in that. It was a nice butt, but uh, I'll take your word for it. We gotta go. Hank. All right, guys, let's talk about the answers to last week's question of the week. We're not gonna go over a ton of them, but mm-hmm. his favorite web comics, of uh, folks. Yeah, favorite web comics. We're gonna go with the first responder first, and that is White Steve Harvey. Woo! All I can think about is Garfield minus Garfield. Without the Heathcliff knockoff, it just makes John look like the saddest, craziest person. Though I recently saw a good one, a new change on that, which is Garfield yeah. minus Thought Bubbles, yeah. which, is which is how... Him talking to a cat. It's what John's life it's, is. It's pathetic and, and more relatable <laughs> and, as a result. Yeah. Super Giraffe brings up the dumbing age, which he says uh, is similar to Short Packed. Mm-hmm. It's a slice of life comic about kids in college. Order of the Stick is funny and can be dramatic when it needs to be. And Warren Ellis wrote a webcomic called Freak Angels. Ooh. Oh, and Mark Wade practically runs a webcomic empire. Let's see here. Oh, I did not know that at all. Uh, oh, a bus full of nuns says, I was really into Blue Milk Special for a while. I'm a Star Wars fan, so I thought the in-jokes were hilarious. I haven't heard of it. Star Wars. No. Uh, and no, who's... Oh, yeah, Star Wars news. You see, they announced they're going to start filming like in a yeah. month. And, and the, the timeline. It officially is... takes place 30 years after cool. with, a, with a new cast and a lot of familiar faces. Cool. You do have to kind of... You can't have it even be like... If you pretended it was 20 years later and then you saw Mark... <laughs> and then you saw like uh, Han Solo and Luke, you'd be like, no, these people are like in their 80s, right? I'm, confu- I'm so confused by how rapidly I'm aging. Yes, I just turned 34, uh-huh. but I could justify it to myself. On Amazon, I finally bit the bullet and purchased a $42 Blu-ray of Flight of the Navigator. Right beneath that was the Flight of the Navigator standard definition DVD, 30th anniversary edition. Like that? <laughs> yeah, no. No, that, I... no, it isn't. No, it isn't. It can't be because it didn't come out 30 no. years ago. I uh, I also remember when I saw the... I was born the year that Blade Runner came out. And I remember mm. I saw it in Eighties theaters, a, a re-release in theaters for the 25th anniversary. Mm. And then then in last year, I saw 30th anniversary box. So I was like, ooh. Ouch. Ouch. Really hits home there. Uh, John Wahidzel says gutters. They don't update as much as they used to, but they have some really funny jabs at the comic industry. And then uh, H. Giles says... My favorite webcomic is Groovy, kind of, by Charles Wise, the guy who did the print comic Blue Moon, The Adventures of Lissa and the Pirates. And then let's go with just one more. God, man, there's three whole pages of it. So seriously, go to the forums and just yes. look it up yourself because you're not even going to remember it when I say the names. You kind of have to just see it for yourself. Yeah, you thanks. We got to go meet people. I got to go meet people on my birthday. All right. We got to uh, go. Laser Bladed, time. Bladed Falcon says the order of the stick. That's the last one. I, I got to go get my shoes on. All right. Okay. So this week's question of the week is 
gee, gee whiz, guys. No, okay, game developer conference, video games, talking, no, hmm, god damn it. Uh, okay, all right, I know, we just talked about it. So with the Quicksilver, we asked if you liked Quicksilver or not, but like, how comic booky, like, uh, you know what I'm saying, how real do you want characters to look in the movies? Yeah, like, you- interested to see people's thoughts on what what nailed the comic book you look, what went too far, what didn't go far enough. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you like it better when they're trying to be all Matrixy and leather like the mm. X-Men or like the new Spider-Man one, which looks just like his comic book self? Yeah. Like, so answer that in the forums for this week, question of the week. Listen to other podcasts such as... Later time, Video Game Apocalypse, Cheap Podcast, Vig- uh, VG Empire. Yeah, and until next time, XLC or... Excelsior.